Listeners, I'm Athean7, and you are listening to the Wild Card NFL Playoff Weekend Edition of And the Winner Is Podcast. This podcast is presented by Atheon, the Omni Athlete League. Visit atheon.org or Instagram at hashtag WeAreAtheon for more information. If you are new, this is my NFL prediction show where I give you my perspective of how this season will shake out as of this moment. Because we now are in the playoffs, things will work a little bit differently. And instead of simply giving my top teams, I focus on the matchups for next week, plus attempt to predict the future remaining games. Before we get started, though, it's just just a quick reminder that if you plan to use any of this information for any purpose, do so at your own risk. Okay. Here we are, eight teams left. This has been one hell of a season so far, and we've we've come to we've come to the cross of it. This is this is the sweet spot. I always have always felt like this this is usually the the best weekend in the entire NFL game. Mostly because even though obviously from here on out is still great, but this one because there's still I mean it's four games. I feel like it's nice two and two. It's just like it's the perfect weekend of, of, of football so one thing I want to call attention to is is that you know like for all of these eight teams tip of the hat to you regardless of your aspirations coming into this season I don't give a damn you made it this far I call that a success just ask any of the other 24 teams and they will be the first to tell you just how difficult it is to reach this point. So many things need to go just right. Besides just, you know, the obvious of you actually playing well, right? So, so stop the woulda, coulda, shouldas. Celebrate this offseason regardless of what happens. But you're here for the good stuff. So let's get to it. The first game is the Jags as the fifth seed and the representative of the AFC uh, what East, right? Uh, or is it AFC South? Let me let me <laughs> let me let me double check that. Uh, they are yeah the South. A hey, Jags are the South. Okay, so the AFC South. Jags as as the fifth seed going to Arrowhead to play the number one seed Kansas City Chiefs who are coming off a bye as being the number one ranked team in the AFC uh, for the season. This is probably for most people the most lopsided of the uh, opposing matchups. But I kind of want to hold your horses a little bit because did did anybody watch that game against the the Chargers? And and look, let's call it as it is. The Chargers are 
historically known as being a team with a lot of talent and a lot of potential, but they always find a way to screw it up, right? There's just some of those teams that just, it's hard to to change the narrative. We talk about all the time, narratives in general are really hard to, to change, right? Sometimes it's even accidental how those come, but flipping the script is is not an easy is an easy feat but one way of doing that is is actually you know actually making change directly through the play but unfortunately the chargers managed to screw it up again not entirely certain how exactly i mean it was pretty impressive how how it happened but you know staley the coach is definitely a big part to blame uh they all season have been a first half and not a second half team so that was a pretty big collapse. But regardless, the Jags are in position where, you know, look, flipping the script, actually. You know, like the Jags were a team that a lot of people didn't have too many expectations coming into the playoffs. They, they already f- feel like they met their, their ceiling because everybody felt like they were already, they already have overachieved faster than was expected. I think most people thought maybe next year would have been the year we talked about it. That would have been where they actually started to announce themselves to the league that they're here and they're, they're a viable uh, competition, but they've already announced that. And with this game already under the belt, the sky is, is high for them because the, the future is bright because Having that kind of win already in your first one with uh, Lawrence as, as your quarterback and the rest of the, the gang, I mean, talk about a way to build confidence and trust no matter what happens from here on out. That That is momentum that will carry in. And let's be very clear. I find it really hard to believe that the Chiefs are just going to cruise through this game because... Heck, the Chargers thought that that was going to be the case, right? Like, it depends how you look at it. You could look at it like that first half is indicative of how the game against the Chiefs could go. But I also want to point out a couple of two, two key things. Number one is, is that the Jags had, what, five turnovers? Lawrence had four interceptions in the first quarter, for God's sakes. This was an outlier. If you look at, you know, the patterns over the over the season – they were actually one of the stronger teams in not turning the ball over, right? And the Chiefs, on the other hand, I could see being a little bit more reckless. Mahomes is Mahomes is notorious for this. That's the one one of the one of the few knocks on him is, is that he has a tendency to try to do a little bit too much. I think the Jags are the type of team similar to, in fact, this is what I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call this game very similar to the way that the Dolphins and the Bills game ended up being. I think that the, the, the Jags have the ability, both offensively and defensively, to create tension on the Chiefs and make them press a little bit in the same way that Allen the Bills had to do against the Dolphins. Remember, I've said this, you know, I say this all the time, but... Watch out for the teams that feel like they have nothing to lose. This is this is a thing with sports, right? You you rarely want to play the team that feels like they're overlooked. The feel is like the team that they're, you know, 
unappreciative or or you know they got nothing to lose like because that's the funny thing about you know psychological momentum right and fire right that's look look if you're an athlete you have one thing in common with every single other athlete and that is passion right you do not make it especially to a pro level regardless of the sport unless you have immense competitive fire passion okay you feel that with that kind of narrative, that just bonds the team and the players even that much more. They want to go the extra mile. They have a tendency to change their momentum, their perspective from trying to do the bare minimum, so to speak, to going all out. And that, and from there, it becomes, look, all these teams, these are talented teams. You Again, we said at the beginning of this, on the, of this show that like you are the eight best teams of this season. Okay, you did something right up to this point, right? And the Chargers, uh, or sorry, the, the the Jags, I mean, they really impressed myself and many others with the way that they were able to win. Remember, this is this is the third, the top one of the top three best playoff victories ever, as far as when it comes to coming from behind. Remember, they they were it was the third. It could have been number one, I believe. Because it would have been 34 points to 33 points if the Chargers, if that one touchdown didn't get taken back and it had to settle for a field goal to keep it to, I think, the 27-point differential, whatever it was. So um, I guess it would have been, yeah. Anyway, so you get the point, though, that that this is an impressive victory. Like, this is not just any kind of victory. It's an impressive, impressive victory. And the way that they bounce back, especially for Lawrence, I mean... That that shows, I mean, look, he is going to be dangerous. This team is going to be dangerous from here on out. It may not show up in this game because let's, let's fast forward. Let's get to the point. I do think that the Chiefs will win, but I think it will be close, similar to the Bills and, and uh, 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 Dolphins game. I think it will be very close. I think the Chiefs will ultimately win by essentially a touchdown, maybe 10 points in the end uh, when it's all said and done. But I think it will be tight, much tighter than what I think people people expect. Uh, and I, 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 part of me could even, I, I, I can envision a, a world where the Jags can pull it off because let's check off the boxes of ways that you can uh, you can make an upset like this. First and foremost is that you have to uh, you have to control the line of scrimmage on both offense and defense. That's something that they can do. They actually very much can do that. Uh, the second thing is is that on offense you can control the clock, which is something that they've been able to do all season long. Right? They they have the kind of style where they can do that. Okay. Third factor is that um, you know defensively you you have to be able to have the ability to create a turnover or two and press the opposition right which i think that they can do especially even that much more if the offense is able to control and dictate the uh, the the clock uh and then you also have to have a couple other things you also have to have to have a a, a quarterback that has confidence right that isn't going to back down and he, lawrence definitely has that in spades Right. Uh, there's also a couple other factors. Let's also identify the coach. You have to have a great coach. Peterson, P- 
people can, you know, you can say whatever you want, but he is, he has built a very proven track record of winning big games. And the way he does it is also by effectively, you know, uh, calling amazing pl- amazing plays at key moments. He did that against the Chargers, or they wouldn't even be in that position. So it takes all those things. Uh, last but not least is you also got a little bit of like, you know, behind the scenes karma, or not going to say karma, but energy around your, on your side because Lawrence just happens to, this game is on Saturday. Well, Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday uh, or in, in a in a game of this kind of magnitude. So let's see how how it shakes up. Again, I still think that in the end, I think it will come down to the Chiefs scoring like on the last drive uh, of the game, something kind of like that. That's what I kind of expect. So, okay, next game. We got the Giants uh, as the sixth seed going to their rival, Philadelphia Eagles, the division matchup, and the Eagles are the number one seed for the NFC side. Again, also like the Chiefs coming into this game with a bye. So a little bit more rest for for both of them. Gives them an advantage. Uh, In this case, this game also should be close because it's a divisional game. I just like from from last week and you know the tracker record shows it when it's a divisional type matchup the games tend to be a lot closer than you may expect this one too the Giants you would think wouldn't be quite as strong as the Eagles and they have already lost to the Eagles both games but similar to now I think the same way is is that the 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 uh, Seahawks you know gave the 49ers uh, a tough first half that's kind of the same thing i expect this game to be similar to that i expected that the giants will keep it tight in the first in the first half uh they may even keep it through the third for three quarters but i think in the end eagles will 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 get like a 10 14 point advantage and then it will be too much for the giants to to come back from uh, I do also expect this game to be pretty low scoring, I think. Uh, although, divisional games have a tendency to also sometimes be a little bit higher scoring. Uh, so, I'm on the fence about that. But regardless, I think it will be, you know, I think I think the ultimately Eagles will win by 10 points. Uh, this is a game that, you know, again, the Giants have already... Uh, outperform what you would expect so this this matchup is very similar to in this case they're representing the Jags both should be very proud of what they've accomplished and they have the the components same thing the Giants have you know been a very effective you know defensively better than what their stats show especially uh, last week against the Vikings although we need to remind ourselves that this is the thing People want to be, you know, riding the Giants' bandwagon of thinking that they can really put, you know, put up a good fight and actually potentially win. But the reality is, is that their best games, especially Jones, the quarterback, his best games were against the 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 dreaded Vikings' weak defense. Right, the Vikings had had been poor all season. In fact, one of the worst. So. I, I think that the Eagles are simply a better team. They're well-rested. They're going to be ready to go. Uh, and I think that as long as Hurts isn't as is hurt as what is a possibility, I think that's the only way 
Otherwise, I think I think the Eagles ultimately it's only going to be close because they know each other. But I think in the end, the Eagles will win by by ten points. On to Sunday, uh, the matchup that by far everybody's is looking for. I mean, I know that there's a lot of blue blood, you know, matchups, and so like there's a lot of sexy, you know, Giants and Eagles, sexy Cowboys and 49ers is sexy. But let's be honest, for this season, anyways, the Bengals Bills. This has been we were wanting this, we got it. It didn't seem like it at first. Uh, but this this was the matchup that was supposed to happen, as we know, with you know until the the Hamlin injury and and the the drama and uh, you know what shook out in that case. And it's 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 wonderful to hear that you know he's making great progress and and that's you know fantastic. Uh, but moving into this game, you know this is the game that we're all been excited about, right? Unfortunately, I do think that this game is is a little bit unexpected now leading into it and they're both in very similar situations where both their offensive line is a mess right now in the case with the Bengals, they lost a third offensive lineman there's a possibility one of them may come back so they only went down by two starters but whether it's two or three they're you saw the game against in the Ravens. we'll talk a little bit more about it but the case with the bills the bills offensive line hasn't been very good for for, for quite a while now so they both have very problematic concerning offense alignment which is going to cause a major issue for both of their for both teams because running the ball is going to be a challenge and throwing the kind of um throwing the kind of way that they both like to which is you know you know long distance type passing is going to be harder now with that said i do feel like allen has the so Allen has the ability to make bigger plays than Burrow. And that says a lot because I love Burrow. I, both of them are amazing. But let's be honest, when push comes to shove, Allen has a little bit more athleticism and a little bit more, quite frankly, balls to to, to make that, that kind of throw. Um, but with that said, though, that comes with a devil-edged sword. This it, it could be make or break. That's the thing that's fascinating why the Bills are probably the most interesting of all the teams just because you get the, all the highs and you get the potential lows. There's been recently, finally, people, you know, uh, jumping on what I've been saying for, 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 for pretty much for the last three years that, you know, Allen and therefore his team is much like, uh, you know, the Favre Packers uh, era where it's like you get all the excitement and you get all the the amazing plays, but then you also get the boneheaded, like, what are you thinking kind of moments that with Allen. Now, I do feel like this season particularly feels like that. I feel like last season, you know, is much more tamed down. Um, and probably probably part of this is also the uh, coordinator. But regardless, this season has been a little bit of a reckless wild, wild child type type uh type uh type situation so this this game is hard to predict because of that reason the other thing i wanted to point out is is that what's interesting about this game is is that both teams were were near losing last week and not even getting here uh the bills you know had had a run for their money against the dolphins i mean for three for three quarters you know or or up all but like 10 minutes i mean it it, it felt like it really actually could have gone either way. Now, I think in the end, you know, like it, it was a little bit of of um, 
of you know some strange situations and whatnot and again the dolphins had nothing to lose and all and all that so it was you know it was it, plus you know dolphins was we remember they actually have played the bills pretty well up to this point that's the thing that's interesting about same on the flip side of the chiefs same thing they were playing the ravens who the ravens had 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 been pretty effective against them and both didn't have their starting uh, quarterbacks in the case with ravens they're down to their second string and the case with dolphins are on a third string and so you could say that because of that it's more concerning that the bills uh you know were that close in that game against the dolphins compared to uh the the Bengals. but let's be very clear okay the Bengals were an inch away from losing Let's be very, very clear. I, 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 as I predicted, one of the things that I had right from from what from last week coming into into the wild card games, I said it. I said that the Ravens would beat the the Bengals if Jackson and Andrews played. Andrews did play. Jackson didn't. And regardless, anybody that watches that game, the Ravens had the game won. The game was theirs. If it, all that needed to happen was either a different play call or not not changing at the line of scrimmage to a different play call, whether it was giving it to Dobbins uh, earlier, you know, up until um, up until the, the play at the I'm talking about the goal line, uh, what, what I wound up being the goal line stand and force fumble all the way for a 90 yard touchdown the other way, which is a 14 point differential. If that inch or whatever, if they get into the end zone, right, the 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 Bengals are losing that game. There is zero evidence to suggest that they were they were actually going to pull it off. Otherwise, there was all the momentum, everything about that game. You watch, and I mean, even without it, they were they were they were in survival mode. I mean, they were they couldn't do anything, right? I mean, their defense held strong uh, and, and won them the game for sure. Uh, and you know, that's the thing is is that 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 is the one thing on side going you know to the game is that the. The, the Bengals defense is, I would say, at this moment, stronger than the Bills defense as of right now. Uh, they both have the ability, but as of right now, I'd say the Bengals have proven themselves leading into this a little bit more. But again, going back to the Ravens is that, you know, I think that the reason why I'm bo- I'm bothered by, you know, the decision that Huntley made is, is that one of the things, and, and, I, and I hate this, I hate this about the NFL that they, they allow this, but regardless... In these type of moments, you gotta take advantage. And in my opinion, it should have been, if anything, a quarterback sneak, with keeping then Dobbins or whatever in the back to help push Huntley in in case he needs it. That is extremely effective. In fact, I don't know if I have ever seen a play get stopped when the defense not only manages to stop like a quarterback sneak, but on top of that, stops it when they're getting pushed from another player or two, right? I don't think, I don't even know if that's even possible, right? Like it would, it would, it would require like something that was unrelated to it, like, a, you know, a trip or, or a fumble or something like it would have to cause like that. If you're, cause if you're getting momentum from, from ultimately two, three players, that's going to be enough momentum regardless of the combination where that's going to get you, get you through. Right. And 
it's unnecessary to do the, you know, heave the ball, try to heave it over, especially from the distance where he was at. It was a mistake, right? It happens and it's unfortunate because he played one hell of a game and they should have won. They had the game won. So because of that, I at the same time do not have much confidence going into, into the game against the Bills from the Bengals' point of view because to me, I felt like they lost that game. They should have lost that game. Uh, coupled with the fact that their offensive line is a hot mess right now. So this is an interesting game, uh, is the point. But I think at the end of the day, if I, if I, you know, calling it right this moment, I just think that in the end, I'm going to side with the Bills because they are home and because I do think that, um, you know, that they're just going to have, I think that they're going to ride the emotion of wanting to win this for Hamlin. Like I just I I I I I feel like that momentum and that energy is going to get them over the hump. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up winning actually pretty comfortably. And the reason is only because again, in the case with both of them, because of the circumstances, it could just go, you know, momentum could just be carried for one of the teams, in this case, I'm saying the Bills, and it could just carry them to a 14, 17, I think like a 17-point victory, actually. I, I really think that it, it could happen that way. So I'll have the, the Bills, and then we're going to have that epic matchup, Chiefs against Bills, like we did last season. And all year, we probably were, were expecting and waiting for that to happen. So, But before we go there, let's get back to... Now the NF, uh, to the last game, which is the <laughs> probably the biggest marketing uh, game, which is the Cowboys and 49ers. Uh, for those who are a little bit younger, look it up. The Cowboys and 49ers have a history in the past. These are some of the you know these these are two big you know brands that had some epic moments in the the 70s and 80s. Sorry, uh, 70s and 90s or. I guess 70s, 80s, and yeah, 70s, maybe a little bit of night, but 70s, 80s particularly. Uh, so this is this is one a hell of a matchup because of that reason. But with that said, though, I actually think this is the game that's probably the most lopsided. Again, anything can happen, but coming into the game, right? And that's because of just how dominant the 49ers have looked. They have looked like the best team, and the Cowboys are a little bit, they, they have the ability to keep it close. Right, but I think that that's their ceiling. I think that that their ceiling is keeping it as close into the fourth quarter. That thing, I think that's a success for the Cowboys is just getting it to the fourth quarter. I think that's what they they need to be. Not only that, but also because look, Purdy and him being a rookie and and Mr. Irrelevant and all that. That that's the heat. That's the the pressure you need to put on. It's going to come down to that's the one thing we don't know yet. We don't know yet. What happens when he's when he's under pressure? We saw a little bit of that against the against last week against the Seahawks, where the Seahawks actually had the lead going into the third quarter. But as we now know, you know what happened. It that almost fueled fueled them, and I, I think a big part of it was was the play, the dirty play uh, Adams, you know, had on twisting Debo Samuel's uh, uh, ankle, bum bum ankle, in uh, that big play, uh, third down play. Uh, that was the game. That was the moment that really shifted. But regardless, Purdy doesn't look faced. There is zero evidence to think that he can't get the job done. If anything, it comes down to the rest of the players to elevate him because it's like he's he's giving it all. I mean, that play against Ayuk is is killing himself because that play that Purdy made was just unbelievable. Purdy, 
is is really he's got a lot going for him right and he's sky high and i don't think that you can intimidate him as of right now it doesn't seem like it but again we still don't know him under like real real pressure like at the end of the game kind of suggests the only thing we still need to see so outside of that though the 49ers are more athletic they have more versatility they have more just weapons and most importantly they have more effectiveness as an entire unit offensively and defensively uh the cowboys had an impressive you know victory but I wouldn't, I wouldn't take too much with it because, as we now know, the Bucks were ultimately a terrible team. Like I know, even myself, I like I said, I full disclosure, I I picked the Bucks, but this was more, and anybody that asked the Bucks that picked them mainly was just out of respect for Tom Brady, and because we've been there, we've experienced, you know, how many times does he he find a way? So I gave him the benefit of the doubt. But everybody knew on paper that the you know the the Cowboys were a better team. So and that's what ended up being the case. But I don't think that that's not now. It's a situation where I think the 49ers are just a better team. So this is the one that it could get ugly. It very well could be. I uh, I think that you know I think it will be similar to the 49ers against the the uh, um, Seahawks, where the first half the the Cowboys will will keep it interesting for a while, but then the floodgates will will unlock as as the 49ers seem to be able to do and they're off and running <laughs> no pun intended since man it seems like they all can they all can run it's just incredible they're 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 a, a very they're the strongest team coming in at this moment right let's just say that so this then means that uh, you got the 49ers going to philadelphia for the eagles and you got the four teams uh, you know, if this all shakes up, this is these are the four best teams. I I I think that for since the second half of the season, I and onward, I think that these have been proven to be the four best teams. Uh, and you're looking at the Chiefs and the Bills, and but this is the first time where even I will admit, I anybody that's been listening to this, you know, all season. I've said it's been it's it's the Bills. The Bills are winning it all. But even I have to admit that I I now am giving the edge to the Chiefs at this current moment because I have not liked what I've seen from the Bills. I feel like it it would come down to they'll keep it close, but I think that in the end Allen will make is more likely to make the mistake than Mahomes right now. Because I just feel like the way that the Bills are are run, I feel like they put there's too much pressure on the big play. The Chiefs, on the other hand, have found a way all season long to win in a different way, in many different ways. And I think that that will be the difference. As of right this moment, I just I I I, I have to say it. I have to be completely honest, uh, and be and not I'm not stubborn, willing to 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 change if I feel like it's the case. In this case, I do think that as of right this moment, it could change. It could change because I still I've never been super high on the Chiefs. I think that they have been outplaying their talent level, uh, as weird as that seems. But I think that Mahomes and 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 uh, Reed have masked this illusion of how great a team that they actually in fact are. So I feel like they are, they could lose at any moment. I really do think that. But with that said, though, as of right this moment, it's less about my confidence in them as it is my lack of confidence currently in the Bills at this current moment. But we'll see. 
We'll see how it goes. Crossing my fingers, but regardless, I'll have the Chiefs at this moment making it to the Super Bowl, and it's going to be a repeat because it will be the 49ers. I, I, as, as good as the Eagles have had uh, have a, a season they've had, I think that the 49ers are just... They're, I mean, they're in cruise control right now. They are the most dominant team right now. If there's a team that I just have confidence in, as of right now, it's the 49ers. They're a team that doesn't seem to have a weakness. Purdy hasn't shown any weakness. The coaching staff hasn't. The players haven't. Bearing injuries, unforeseen you know, circumstances, This, I think the 49ers would get to the Super Bowl and win it all as of right this moment. They have the most versatility across the board, offensively and defensively. They have the most ability, uh, uh, the easiest ability to make big moment plays at any moment. Offensively, defensively, they can make a big play, and I just feel like they have it all going right now. They are the most complete team right this moment, and that's because of Purdy showing that he's capable of doing that. And if it happens, that's going to be historic, right? Because no rookie quarterback has ever done what he could potentially do. So this is this is potentially historic if we're seeing it unfold. Um, but regardless, still a long ways to go. This is going to be one hell uh, of, of a weekend. But before we before we go, I want to talk a little bit more about a couple other things. And and that being, you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Lamar Jackson. What what to do with, with each of them. So Tom Brady, the question is, will he retire? And I, 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 I'm on the fence. I, I don't think anybody really knows, but my gut tells me no, because I feel like if he was going to, he would have hap- it would have already happened last season or during the season or already announced it. I, I think that with him going through the drama of, of um, you know, going through the divorce, I think he's going to need, he's going to need a distraction. And he's still more than capable of, of, of playing at a high level. I do think that he... He he down he he decreased his his potency uh pretty pretty uh dramatically this season. But I also think it's more about the the situation. Look, Tom Brady has has always been more of a system court. I know that that's been a label and it's it's kind of been a um a negative view of him. But look, regardless, he he's a, he's a quarterback that needs things to be perfect across the board. He needs he needs a perfect situation. He needs, he needs to have a good offensive line. He needs players that are going to allow him to be able to do his job. He needs a team, offensively and defensively. It's not a coincidence that this team ultimately, this game, or this team ultimately failed uh, to live up their, to their potential because the defense completely um, digressed. And same with the offensive line. I mean, those are two major reasons why. Plus, the coaching staff kind of struggled, and they just didn't know where to go, and then it just became a whirlwind of of of, of emotions in a, in a negative way. So, but with that said, it's like, okay, well, what what if if he's not staying with 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 uh, the um, the box as we we know, right? He, he he wanted to leave, you know, last last season, right? He tried all the tricks to get away from them, but regardless, I so I seriously doubt he's going to stay, right? So, where would he go? Well, this is the problem, okay? I mean, whether Dolphins, Saints, Falcons, Jets, Raiders, Titans, there's a lot of teams potentially that would consider it, um, you know. But the problem is, is that like, okay, this is my point, is that I, I think he should retire. I don't think he will, but I think he should. Uh, I, I get it. 
Like, I just don't, I just saying like, I don't see things going like dolphins are probably the best option. First of all, he stays in Miami, stays closer to, um, to, you know, the family and whatnot, uh, the rest of, you know, the kids and whatnot. So, so that's a win-win. Um, I, I also plus another advantage is being able to go against Belichick. I think that could be, you know, something that he may be intrigued with, but this is all predicated if the Dolphins are actually willing to move off Tua, which may be easier said than done. You know, they, this may be, they may want to be stubborn towards, you know, being loyal to, to there's nothing stopping them from doing that. So, so first of all, there's got to be a willingness for that, for, for him to even do so. Right. So, um, but obviously it's Tom Brady. He has a lot of poise, so we'll see how it goes. But with that said, I mean, the offensive line, you know, the Dolphins defense hasn't been great, right? So, but I think at the end of the day, it's probably his best option due to the circumstances. Um, I would otherwise throw two other options being the Saints and Falcons. And the reason there is because you're in the same division, which is already a plus for many reasons, right? As as he knows all too well. Uh, and I think that both teams, I mean, Falcons were very impressive. Uh, you know, I know that a lot younger t- team, but they were very impressive this season for what they what they had. Saints uh, obviously have the kind of, uh, you know, weaponry, you know, offensive and defensively. It's depending, of course, how many that they're able to keep. That would be the challenge there is is being able to maintain. But I don't think that, you know, Brady's in the situation where he's going to be asking for a crazy amount of money. So he may be lenient to, to, to bend or backwards and more, make sure it's a great, you know, fit a great team. So I think that it push comes to shove. I do think that Dolphins and Saints are probably the best two options, if I had to say. Um, with that I, I'd be leaning towards probably the, the Dolphins. I'm sure it's probably going to be the Dolphins would be my would my guess is where he ends up playing. Uh, they'll be a dangerous team, but I don't know if if they I don't I don't think that they have the ability to go all the way. But I think that they can make it interesting in the same way as they would have been interesting if Tua had been playing. So moving on to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I mean. Look, I, I don't I don't want to talk too much about it. I think it's just ridiculous how much drama there's going to be all 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 off season. It's going to be uh, it's it's already happening. And it's just going to be annoying. I, I look, I, I I think that you know obviously I think that the season was not liar, but it doesn't change the fact that I agree with what a lot of other people have said, which is that Rodgers needs to commit. This is I mean if if, if he's going to stick with the Packers. Or if he's going to go to another team, he needs to put in the work. And the question is, is, is he willing to do that? And then that's for him to decide. That's not for us to decide. I, whatever. If he does end up continuing, let's say if it is with the Packers, then I just I don't have any confidence that the Packers can can find a way to make the necessary tweaks, especially being so negative in the um, the uh, the financial you know state of 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 their of their team. Like I just I don't see it i don't i know that they can you know take advantage of a future you know um uh you know amounts you know take different risks and, and things of that need i just don't think that either a that they're going to or b that they're even capable of it because as we know so many players just refuse to choose to come to green bay just don't want to live you know don't want to be in green bay uh, as far as living there and what comes with it 
So I also just think that like if he stays in Green Bay, I also just don't think it's gonna work because or they're they're gonna actually like get back to the Super Bowl because I also think that the weather plays against him. I think that there's just things just always seem to to happen. I just I there's there's way too much evidence to pile up where if he stays in Green Bay, I think that we will talk about him, but I don't think I think getting to the playoffs is their ceiling. I think winning one playoff game would be the max. I, that's all I can see them doing, um, you know. But we'll see. We'll see if things change. But with that said, would say if he, he does leave. So let's talk about a few, you know, ones that could make sense. I, I'm gonna throw the Dolphins again, but I, I mean, Titans obviously have been mentioned already linked to him, particularly because he bought a house in in, in near in near Tennessee uh, or near um, uh, Nashville. And then, you know, and then the Raiders to, to pair up with the ironic nature of going back and pairing up with with uh, with um, Adams again. <laughs> that would be crazy if that were to happen. Um, but it technically would be a, a fit. Right. And then uh, I'll also throw this maybe a curveball, which is also a segue into the next one. And that is the Ravens. Look, going back to the Ravens, I, I think in the end they're going to they're going to have they're going to feel like they have to to resign Lamar. I don't think that they should. I don't think he's worth it. I love I love uh, Lamar, and I think that he's more than capable of being a, an asset to a team. I just think that his now injury record is just too much. It's too risky, coupled with the fact that he already, as a player, is risky to begin with, just the nature of his style. Like I just think that you add those two things up, and I just I would not do it. The only reason why I would is if I have no other option, and then I, I feel like I have to because with that division... And with the AFC in general, there's just way too many good quarterbacks where you are not going to be, uh, you're not going to be able to, to stay up with with the speed of, of the other teams if you don't. It's just that simple. So I think it comes down to can they get Brady or or Rodgers? If they can, then I think that they may be willing to go off Jackson. But if not, I think they're going to have to pick. They're going to have to stay with Jackson. Stay with Jackson, and then it becomes the same situation where I just think that. It's going to be close. They're going to be competitive. But in the end, they're going to fall up short, probably because of injuries again. Uh, that's just the writing on the wall based on what's happened. I wish him nothing but the best. I, I, I wish the Ravens nothing but the best, But which leads to why I think that Rodgers could. I think it's a well-run organization, and Rodgers will like the idea of that. That I also think that they'll he'll like the fact that you're 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 inheriting a great defense and you know some key options. The only thing is is that they don't have great wide receivers, and that maybe that's the that maybe the only that's the biggest issue, right? But I would also make the case with the Titans don't have too much. So if that's the case, then obviously Dolphins are in play. But then that's where I just think that between Rodgers and Brady, I think if they if the Dolphins had the options, I think that they're going to choose Brady. That's my gut. So therefore, I don't know. If I had to say, I think I think Rodgers is going to stay with the Packers. So again, Jackson, we already talked about him. So there you go. That's uh, that's uh, all the things I want to talk about this uh, this week. Uh, again, excited to watch watch what I think is 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 the best weekend in, in football. So enjoy. Cheers, and remember, clear mind, strong body, good heart. We are a Theon.